you seek the key. But first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Market moving insight and analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. The dramatic market chop continues. Dow futures down about 900 here after yesterday's 1,200-point bounce. Goldman today declares the end of the bull market, sets a mid-year target of 24.50, which would be down 15% from here. Europe had gains. Uh, they're basically gone. Oil's down a buck as the Saudis boost capacity. So worries about the virus putting stocks on track to give back most of yesterday's gains. The wild ride on Tuesday saw the Dow erase a 900-point jump before rebounding to finish up almost 5%, recouping half of its losses from Monday's 2,000-point sell-off. Jim, remember when we couldn't get a 1% move? Last 12 sessions, S&P's moved an average of 3.5. Yeah, I mean, the, the market feels very broken to me. There's not a lot of liquidity. Many things are happening at night. You'll see the uh, interest rates go down at night, and then suddenly the S&P's having its own nightly session. We all have to play by that tune. Uh, I, I completely get it. There is, uh, you know, I, I want to say, it, there's not panic. It's just people want to get out. I mean, if there were panic, then what you would see is just endless down, endless down. I mean, yesterday you could say, but short covering, you also had buyers come in. I was listening to Jim Paulson before, very good money manager. He sees a lot that he, he'd like. I don't. I just, no, I like utilities. Um, I like some of the drug companies, and I like the highest growth tech, uh, you know, Teladoc. And then, really, the rest sell to you. I mean, people are buying Royal Caribbean right here, as if it's like a buying opportunity. There's a lot of people are using the term buying opportunity, BO, for things. Uh, no. No, to BO. No. Yeah, I'm um, no to BO, you too. You know, uh, as you might expect, I think a lot of people focus on the credit markets, um, and the oil markets again today. But in terms of trying to understand what's going to happen there and get a sense as to the real economy here as well, guys. Um, if, you know, if you're a mid-sized company and you've got some leverage debt and you're in the hospitality industry, right. or you're in something that's very much consumer facing, um, you are now looking at a potential of negative Ooh, cash flow. Because you're not facing then, any consumers. And then the question is, what does your debt structure look like? Right. Do you need to extend maturities? There are. This has moved so quickly right. that there are companies that were buying back stock weeks ago that are right. now being advised to sell stock. It's incredible. Because that would be the smart move in terms of preparing for what may be, we hope, a very short-lived but significant downturn. How about the revolvers? Are they being triggered? Are companies going back? i as much, but... Norwegian? Yeah. I mean, sure, if you're in a, a case like that, you're going to pull down your revolver conceivably, but I haven't heard that generally speaking. No. Then there's the energy sector, which is a separate oh, story, certainly an important part of the high-yield market, where you are going to have, I think, when you talk to people, bankruptcies, it would seem... Again, we're talking the smaller and mid-sized players, but that's going to be restructuring, without a doubt. Uh, of some companies there, given this price war that is only getting worse between right. the Saudis and the Russians. So if we have two big buckets here, right, one bucket is 
solving the public health issue, getting a vaccine, getting diagnostics. The other is building a bridge to that day with loan forgiveness and you call them bailouts if you want. That's what this meeting of bank CEOs uh, absolutely. with the president's about today. Right, and they're also, I mean, we have guys like uh, Mark Benioff coming in too. I mean, there's some real business people coming in. I think that they will, uh, it's good that they're doing it. I think Treasury Secretary Mnuchin is monitoring everything. I do believe the Congress is going to have to get on the case. Uh, the only uh, positive aspect I see other than the fiscal stimulus, of course, is that Len Schleifer was on, the excellent CEO at Regeneron. Uh, we started our show 15 years ago. He was our first CEO who was on. His stock was at five. It's now at 500. So let's give him a little street cred. Uh, but monoclonal antibodies, he thinks, could be a preventative approach and a treatment approach. Uh, we also see that maybe healthcare care workers could get this. That's very important, as we know from Italy right now. Uh, talking about well, nightly news last night, the idea of an antiviral, uh, anti-inflammatory, perhaps working. Uh, get people out of the hospital. That's what uh, Yanakopoulos said. That's the only positive I know uh, in terms of what's going on at a hospital. I, I look, instead of thinking about stocks, which I think have to go to their 2018 uh, lows, I say, are we Italy or are we South Korea? Italy out of control, South Korea under control. I don't know which we are. Well, but a lot of public health professionals will continue to tell, tell you that whatever we can do to change our behavior to slow the spread of the virus will be beneficial. Absolutely. Because it will mean not overwhelming the health care system. It will mean giving us more time for antivirals, the ones that you're referring to. Not a vaccine, but something that Gilead is working on, which could conceivably, if, if it works, and uh, we can get it into significant supply help the growing population right. of people who are going to get the but virus. But we cannot be that optimistic because of how difficult it is to produce a vaccine, Understood. how long it no. takes. Well, the vaccine versus, let's no, be the, clear, the pal- one, is, what? one is like a Tamiflu antiviral. that will work for this. Right. Well, we don't have a vaccine like the flu vaccine, and we don't have the Tamiflu. Right. Uh, so I would like the Tamiflu-like analog, which would be something that Regeneron has, maybe Gilead. Yeah. Uh, but again, you, you have to test and test and test. Uh, do we have time to test? In this country, I think that there's still a kind of an unrealistic nature that uh, I was out at dinner last night. It was very hard to get a reservation. I was looking around. I'm just saying I'm seeing empty tables everywhere, meaning that I'm looking two to three weeks in advance. You're starting to hear uh, firms getting it. David Costin with an unbelievable piece saying it's the end of the bull market. I kind of agree with that. If, if I believe, if, if I think it's going to go back to the 2018 lows. I know, but the slowdown what? in economic activity is going to be real. I mean, everybody's no, trying I, to understand what it, When Google says to its 100,000 employees in North America, we prefer you stay home, they're not out. They're not going to lunch. They're not whatever. And the convention. At Google, they actually get lunch for free what, anyway. Are we adding value by saying that people may not go to games? I mean, I'm trying to figure out what I'm saying is, is that there are certain stocks. I'm not denigrating what you're saying. No, right. But I'm just saying that when I listen to you, I trans- translate that to stocks. And I yeah. say, well, what do we do with a hotel? That's, that was the point of uh, the presser yesterday afternoon. Uh, Larry Kudlow talking about what kinds of measures the government can take right now to help those businesses that will have this huge interruption in cash flow. Take a listen. I think the outline of the thing is very important. Uh, the payroll tax uh, holiday is probably the most important, powerful piece of this. But on the other hand, I want to draw attention. We can use uh, administration and executive authority, uh, again, to help uh, uh, unpaid sick leave people, which is very important. We can use it for the medium and smaller businesses, which is very important. Uh, Other distressed sectors, uh, we have some leverage 
uh, on tax uh, deferral. Uh, word is that the Hill's not ready for this yet. You, they need well, to see the fire in the living room before this got traction. Look, they had Secretary Mnuchin and, uh, and Larry, they got to go over there. Say, so, no vacation. Come on. This is really serious. This is not the time to have vacation. not even time to campaign. I, I find there's a very unrealistic disconnect, although I think that Secretary Mnuchin understands it very much. There's an unrealistic disconnect between people who want to go on, uh, live as usual, uh, as is, you know what, we want to take the subways during uh, the ba- uh, Battle of Britain, you know, bombing of London, you know, yes. Churchill's showing. Keep calm uh, and carry on. Yeah, Churchill's showing that. And then, it, it, but we're not Churchill. Uh, and then there are other people who recognize the dangers, and we're all splitting up offices. We're going different places. We're starting to get to that sense where we actually have friends who have it. We're recognizing that uh, self-quarantine means that you're not going to the movies anytime soon. And, and I, I think, look, I don't, this is no time for, I, I'm in the, are we, are we kidding? So, I mean, my wife went to go to a gathering on Sunday, and I said, no, this is very ill-advised. And, and we had a little dispute about it because there's a sense of, well, hold it, wait a second. We still have to go about and do some things, and I don't want to. I canceled something that was very important to me, a conference that was hugely uh, economic in, impact on me. I said, what, am I kidding? Uh, you, you know, this isn't going to happen. Right, but you're still going to dinner. Uh, I want to end that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I had lunch with somebody yesterday who uh, we had lunch in their office. He's no longer going to lunch. And how did, and was the sandwich delivered by someone? No, it was, that, it was delivered from a nearby restaurant. It was actually very nice. Yeah. Do you wear gloves? I, 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 we didn't, but these are the behaviors. There, and well, yes, people do different things. That's, when you're wearing gloves, like, you don't want to go to Liberdale. I, I went to the gym yesterday, and you the did. whole time you're thinking, wait, which ta- did I put this side of the towel down or this? Uh, I mean, it's I opened stressful. the door today, and then I grabbed my bag. And I said, oh, boy, did I ever screw that up? <laughs> and, I, and then I said to myself, I'm sorry, guys. I may just, you know. I left my house without my subway gloves. What, are you kidding me? No, but then oh, luckily shoot. I didn't have to. No, I just hang on. No, I no, I got to keep, can we have, can we go over to, um. Oh, it, was uh, fine. it was fine. You don't have to. It was not that Go bad. to John Ledger's chair. Not overly chair. Bad. Not the John Ledger chair. Waiting for him, by the way. <laughs> that deal's going to close not too long. Look, these these are 70%. You know, all you need is north of um, 62. I mean, can you guys, believe this? I'm like, I'm going to be drinking wood at hole when this is over. We're going to be fine. Although, what, yeah, well, we're going to be look, fine. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Jim, what are you? The, you? You've said for weeks, and Merkel said it today. Uh, she predicts 60 to 70 percent of the German th- population yeah. will be infected. Your point has long been, we're all going to be exposed well, to this. Yeah, I mean. The point is just not to overwhelm the healthcare right. infrastructure and, and just, in a hurry. Like, I mean, she put that out. I, look, she, I don't know the full statement. Uh, I think the next corollary should be, and a lot of you will be exposed, but you won't really be sick, okay? And that was, therefore, if she didn't say that, that was just completely irresponsible because anyone from the, the Fauci's of the world would tell you, look, a lot of people are going to be exposed to it, but not get it. Um, and I, but at the same time, when you read the stories out of Italy, I mean, the hospitals were just overwhelmed very quickly. They weren't. They were fine, and then next thing you know, they were overwhelmed. And then you're teledocking. Yes, you are. Um, well, speaking of Italy, which is more or less closed down, we saw those amazing pictures from the yeah. Coliseum earlier on Squawk Box. Uh, it's not an insignificant economy. What about the European banks? We got moves up, obviously over there as well. The UK making some important moves, but a look at a Deutsche Bank. You look at a number of these other banks. I mean, right. the market caps are tiny, but their balance sheets are enormous. Yeah, they're enormous. Um, the only one that I really, the only one I, I mean, I have to tell you, uh, Banco Santander uh, in a routine 
really distinguish herself. She's got, got a better now. Madrid, the schools, my daughter teaches in Madrid. The schools, they're closed. But we're seeing that pretty much everywhere. But that's the bank that could end up being the savior, certainly not the German banks. They never recapitalized their banks. A, a shout out to Tim Geithner for the much hated insistence that our banks raise capital. I yes. mean, look, when you were capital listening to Charlie Sharp, I don't know if you listen to Charlie. The stress test, which right. gave confidence. The Europeans never really followed us. There were no. holes in their balance sheets for a long well, they time. Well, they're just they're they're club members. They're club members. Barclays, uh, Credit Suisse, and Deutsche Bank, I think their combined balance sheet, I'd had this written down, was $3.2 trillion. Oh, well, that's terrific. Their market cap. The full faith and credit of what? The cap of the three companies is something like $50 billion. Well, Ian, that's not quite. Look at Monty uh, DePaschi. I mean, it's the oldest bank in the world. David, why don't you just go set up an account there and see how you feel overnight? So uh, when we hear from Lagarde tomorrow, we got BOE emergency 50 today. Yeah. I mean, what can she do? Their deposit rate's negative. Uh, what can she the do? argument's being made she's less aggressive than Draghi ever was. Yes, she is. I mean, remember Draghi had a Malcolm X position, right? Whatever it takes. Yeah. It's a good book, that Malcolm X. Yes. Yeah. Um, he had a Malcolm X position. She's not. It's time for a Malcolm X position. There is no need for any, any other position, particularly with the European banks. I think our Treasury, fortunately, has Secretary Mnuchin. I think he would issue uh, and re- refinance a trillion, trillion dollars worth of bonds because he's a, he understands the bond market. We should, be, uh, look, look, should doing, we should be doing as much as possible. It's going to happen. We should get Congress should be back. I mean, look, I'm not the a, largest infrastructure program in the history yeah. of the United States. Why not? We can borrow at virtually nothing. Well, we and, will. And, 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 well you have to have Congress approval. Well, getting Congress. workers, you know, sadly, by that point, might not be as much of an issue. True too. Oh, no. I, I'm looking for a spike in the claims. Look, we've had unbelievable employment numbers. There's, and I want to just those have been fabulous. Uh, we don't have any inflation. We can really crank it up. The Germans never cranked it up. They sat there with this balance sheet. They could have done anything, well, and they did nothing. Merkel did say today that uh, she is open to rolling back the zero deficit rule, oh, which would she? be huge for them. Yeah, it is. It would be necessary. But the fact is, is that we have to do that. I mean, think about it. Remember then when the biggest issue was whether, we have whether to do the Chinese— what? We run enormous deficits. What do you mean? No. no. Well, we can do— very low interest bonds. I'm saying we could do oh, that. Oh, yes. And I just am kind of marveling. Remember, we were worried about the Chinese might sell. We could use every bond they have. Nobody's so worried we, about the overall. How about the way that China. Debt, which is what, 23, 24 trillion? I don't know where okay, we are. Okay, well, right David, yeah. trillion here, and trillion or there. a trillion dollar uh, annual deficit. But let, let's but understand. Given rates. Did the, Chi- did the Chinese beat it? Are the Chinese ascendant because they use draconian measures? It's an interesting question. We don't know the answer, but maybe. I think that. Yeah, I think Chinese they say, no guarantee. It's coming back. No guarantee. Yes. No, I mean, look, we, the only guarantee is, is that we hope for herd immunity, where next year everybody who has it surrounds us and those who don't have it won't get it. Right. We want to starve it. But look, we're not, we're not epidemiologists. We're not. Uh, Dr. Fauci is. And Dr. Fauci's been very sober. But, right? He's been right. very well, sober. The simple fact is, we have to beat the virus every single time, it only has to win once. Wow, what are you like a car doors? <laughs> that's, that's David, what, you're just that's what the epidemiologist will tell you. You it's are true. filled with mi- just incredible missives that you just put out there. Um, just, uh, Meg Terrell knows some good epidemiologists, and she'll get yes. us up to speed on this morning's numbers. Hey, Meg. 
Hi, Carl. Well, worldwide, cases are now growing to more than 121,000 with more than 4,300 deaths. About 55 percent of recorded cases have recovered, according to Johns Hopkins data. Italy's cases topping 10,000, Iran's at 9,000, and new case numbers growing again today in South Korea after five days of declines. In Germany, with more than 1,600 cases, Chancellor Angela Merkel warning the virus is likely to infect up to 70 percent of the population. The United States passing that 1,000 case threshold with at least 31 deaths. Washington's Governor Jay Inslee today expected to announce restrictions on large gatherings of people as that state contends with the most cases in the country at 279. In New York, New Rochelle due to closed schools and public gathering places around the epicenter of its outbreak tomorrow. Public health experts warning the U.S. health system doesn't have capacity for a surge in critical patients. Vice President Mike Pence is due to meet with hospital executives this afternoon. We'll also hear testimony today at 9 from the NIH's Dr. Anthony Fauci and CDC Director Dr. Robert Redfield. This as testing capacity finally ramping up in the U.S. to 15,000 patients a day, according to data compiled by the American Enterprise Institute. But with that development, there's a new problem, potential shortages of products necessary to run the tests, namely RNA extraction kits. We've been in touch with Kyogen, a major manufacturer, who says the demand is challenging its capacity and it's ramping up manufacturing and hiring new staff in response. Guys. All right. Mike, thank you very much. That wasn't that positive. Anybody anything positive from Meg? You got anything positive? Well, you you mentioned Regeneron last night. Uh, Schleifer did say that whenever this vaccine comes, he promised it would be uh, affordable. Right. Look, Len conquered, well, George Yannakopoulos, the great doctor at Regeneron, they did beat Ebola. They're the company I've been looking at the whole way. I've known Len for ages. Lenny is the president, calls him. Uh, I think only the president. Uh, but I do feel confident that when he says that we've got something, he does not shoot from the hip any more than Dr. Fauci does. So he is the right now the bulwark that I see uh, because they've beaten it once, just like Dr. Fauci with AIDS. Uh, it gives me some belief that we can therefore stop at that 2018 level uh, that we got to when J-Pal, uh, the J-Pal bear market. Uh, Jay's been on the team this time. He's not in the way. He's not running the triage unit at Beth Israel, whatever they got to mean. Pick a hospital that doesn't really. All right, Columbia. Wherever you New, want. NY, NYU land up. He's, he's he, running the Federal Reserve. He's not running the triage. He's running the Reserve. Yeah. Did you go to the hospital now? It's just like I've been. Yes. They asked you some questions. Yes. Wow, you can really just wow them by saying, no, I haven't been. I've not been to Wuhan. <laughs> Dick Kramer's mad dash in the opening bell in a few moments. Uh, there's, you know, business does continue. We'll get to Pepsi today and this $3 billion deal, Tesla, of course, Cloudera, and more when we return. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with P. Jim, a leading global asset manager.
right, we got a mad dash. So we counting down to an opening bell nine minutes from now. Another incredibly volatile week yeah. on Wall Street. We are looking, of course, for a significantly down open. But uh, it is nice occasionally to talk about stocks again. What do you yes. got? Well, I know you probably expect me to talk about that giant deal, Smile Direct, with uh, Walmart Canada. But I'm not going there. Uh, Halliburton, this is emblematic of the research I'm getting. J.P. Morgan. Uh, they downgrade it uh, from buy to hold. Right strategy meets wrong cycle. Halliburton, can I just say, is a major American company that has historically been unbelievable at fracking. It has done a great job. It's always been in the mix of a company that could, remember, buy Baker Hughes. Uh, and here I am uh, looking at this uh, question about the balance sheet. That is, they need debt reduction. It's, it's a little bit Occidental-like. Occidental, of course, being the benchmark of stupidity. Oh, sorry, Jimmy Chill. Benchmark of ill-advised moves. Uh, and, and David, I look at Halbert and I say, are you kidding me? How did it get there? Uh, it, there everyone was constructive about it. People were right. saying good things. And now I'm reading and it's like, well, we're gonna, they're going to make it. They're going to make it. How much debt do they have on their balance? Well, that's a four times. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. If you have leverage right now and you're heading into this period, I mean, in the energy sector, but as I said earlier, Jim, even in consumer or hospitality, you've got to be looking carefully at what your needs really are going to be and, and reducing to the extent you can. And trying to extend maturities or even sell equity just right. to make sure you but, can ride it out, whatever's but, coming. But I think what I, 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 my approach here, what am I stuttering? What the hell? My approach here is this. A lot of the companies we see are prudent companies. Yes. You know, I think some people might think that everybody is Occidental. Not at all. These are prudent companies that just didn't expect to have a dramatic decline. The oil punch was just too much. That was the bridge too far. And, for, and for those who say got a huge tax cut, got depreciation expensing, all those things, and you bought back a ton of shares. Did you waste it? Did you waste that cushion? In retrospect, you were doing what everybody else was doing, which was saying, uh, whenever you were on these conference calls, what we're going to do is we're going to deploy cash. Rather than raise the dividend aggressively, we are going to buy back stocks. So if things go bad, we are still going to be ready. What they didn't realize is go bad meant a dramatic decline in revenues. So they don't have the money coming. Again, I want to accentuate these are not like Marriott is by no means a bad company. It's no, a great company, no. but people have but, to check in. They and have, right. and they, those companies that made perhaps have been particularly prudent and kept and and not been fully optimizing their capital structure as they're urged to do by so many of their shareholders right. uh, are in a better position. Now. Right. I mean, if you just ignored your shareholders like Warren Buffett, then I think you're in good shape. I wish Warren Buffett would come on now rather see than two we, weeks ago. See Berkshire selling five billion euros worth of bonds yeah today what zero zero that's a good interest rate to borrow that's not bad and then he gets paid by uh, occidental speaking, did you yes. know it's occidental he got the preferred yes there. occidental he will get the eight percent on the 10 billion he lent them to get the anadarko deal done of course the company drastically slashing its own dividend yesterday right but they still got to pay mr buffett right no and, and did anyone read the interesting piece about biogen getting together very smart healthcare company and there they're all going to a hotel and they're high-fiving and yeah, a huge number. They, yeah. yeah, a lot of Well, that, that to me says let's not have that convention. Let's not have Coachella. Let's not have South by South. What, what, hey, maybe not have the Apple Developers Conference. I don't know. None of them are, I mean, are happening. They're all canceled. Do you? Ca- I mean, I carry this around. This does not make me feel like I can't wait to go to a really good restaurant. I carry this around. I mean, whatever. I'm still going out to eat. You're still going out to eat? Yes. Well, 
Uh, maybe I'll have to take it off. What kind of... You're like a risk taker. I don't think I, I am. Own, I own two restaurants. I'm actually changing my behavior I, in significant Last ways, night, but... Tom Calicchio, uh, restaurateur, Ooh, said his revenue's good. down 70. Are you seeing anything like that in their business? No, uh, no. Well, I would. No, but remember, uh, it, we're not tourist places. It's the tourist places. We also don't charge a huge amount for the wine. You know, that's where you get you. Did you know that? That's where he nails you? Yes. Yes. The margins on alcohol are very high. I mean, he in particular. Well, you've told me what you, you know, the well, alcohol margins at the bar. Man, Pacifico just, you know. Look, when there's still a percentage of people when times are bad, they want to drink. That, that hasn't changed. I mean, Canopy Growth, I'm sure, wishes that they wanted to take gummies. <laughs> David, how's your gummy supply? You stocked up? Uh, no. You're not? No. I can't believe You know, the you dosage is still you don't very want difficult it, for so that. So in other words, I'm what not. you've got, instead of hemp gummies, you've got hemp rope. No, I just got the, the good old-fashioned kind. <laughs> I really don't. What, the gummies from Harry Bow? You, what, do you got Harry Bow? No. I've, I got I've that got Lord whatever. <laughs> Who's that Lord? Got this thing, you do this to it, <laughs> and then you flame. That's all you do. It's like it's 1978 that's all right, over again. Right. 1978. Okay, yeah. Mr. Mr. Vapor. I saw you vape on the subway. That is Double whammy. That is a lie. That is, that is a bit Never. of a lie. It's a bit of an exaggeration. I have incredible sub, subway decorum. I want you to um, know. The guys, only thing good is that his son was all state wide receiver. It's the only thing good that I've heard since this thing broke out. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Well, Remember when a, breakout well, was a pimple? He won't have a graduation with his kids. Well, no, look at the uh, Olympics today. Oh, uh, no, really? Kyoto said there was a Japanese committee member. Uh, who said he would propose delaying it one to two years. Well, there you go. And then later, the chairman of the Japanese committee said that official apologized for even suggesting it. So that, th- nothing's changing well, on Japan the Olympics. Seems to, Japan's peaked. These kinds of decisions are coming fast. I mean, the Olympics is still obviously many months away, but the idea of bringing together tens of thousands of people in Tokyo, we'll see. Well, David, I'm going to ask you. Let's say, your kid, let's say your kid is paying 75 Gs for college, right? Yes. And they just say, hey, listen, you're done. done. You're done. Do you get like a prorated uh, money back? You don't. Harvard yesterday telling all its students. Georgetown this the, morning. By the 15th. Georgetown? I yeah. I'd rather go to University of Phoenix online than a lot of these online schools. How'd they do last year in football? Did they beat your kid? That's, they, um... A lot of people are going to the uh, to, to that remote learning. That's what's happening. Well, that's just great. Oh, think about graduations. If you're oh. planning a wedding in April, uh, you know, you got to feel for those young couples. Oh, no, no. This is all very... Some, you know, look, a lot of behavioral look, changes. This Hopefully is, they right. will be short-lived. Changes? That is what we all Did you re- like? Remember what Fauci said? Your life is not going to be the same. Right. And I think that we all have to start thinking about that. Too many people are going about their business as if it's not happening. Although, Jim, I mean, like we're going to talk to Costin. This Goldman call, they do see a, a slump mid-year. They yeah. still see the year end ending 3,200. I think, think we're going to make this up on I the back David end. I think David likes a happy ending. He's got with that arc, you know, it starts good and then it goes bad. It's kind of like David's like kind of like one of those uh, Patriot Games things, you know. I mean, uh, 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 Ryan. Jack Ryan. He's got Jack Ryan. It starts here, you know, with a wife bad. cooking a, like a pancake. Then it goes down yes. here, and that's where we're headed. And then somehow it ends up here. I don't know how it gets up here because I've seen the movie. It may be unrealistic versus the reality. We have to get to that 2018 number. We have to get to the J-PAL number. Things are worse than when J-PAL decided to throw us into recession. 
That's just, I'm just being, yeah. I mean, Jay didn't set out. We'll, we'll talk to Costin uh, in a little bit. Meanwhile, Costin. we're going to watch Circuit Breakers. It's not as big an issue today, but we do need to fall uh, 201 points on the S&P to trigger. And futures indicate uh, we're not going to get anywhere near that at the open. Uh, but it's something to watch. I don't want people to buy. <clears throat> Wait till the Circuit Breakers if you want to. Um, I think we should retest Monday. Uh, I think you want cash is really king. This is the first time in this bull market where it's not being facetious. Cash is king. Uh, And I think that what you have to recognize is that until you hear Congress, until you hear the Regeneron, that something's good, you don't have any hat to... Here's your hat. What's your hurt? I mean, we just don't have anything to hang on to. There's a longer opportunity than you typically think to buy stocks. That's it. Yeah. And it won't... Like how I always felt about um, Zynga and... Too right? early. You always said too early. Yeah, too early. Yeah. Viewers are happy for your son, though. That's, That's awesome. Nice. That, that, yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Was a while ago. Jim just got the I just got He said the kid has got OBJ-like hands before he kind of got the stuff in his head there. There's the opening bell on the S&P 500 at the CNBC Real-Time Exchange. And the big board, it is the U.S. Army. And at the NASDAQ, Monopar Therapeutics focused on extending life or improving the quality of life for cancer patients. Well, that's who we need. We need this all-out Manhattan Project. That's what I want. I mean, I think, look, I think the president's coming around. And I'm not for him or hate him. I mean, this is the time to be able to say, we've got all these people coming today. Right. The Benioffs of the world. You're not leaving until you figure out how to beat this like we beat polio. Fifty four, fifty five is underway. I mean, there are many efforts being made towards a vaccine. It's no, but just, it's all you can't just can catch you, can you necessarily speed it up yes. beyond what is being done. Yes. So that it is not a year to a year and a half. Or no. Well, that's the testing issue. I mean, you have to wait because you can't just give people a vaccine and then inject them with something that can kill them. But the antivirals conceivably could be sooner. Than yes, that. and that's our hope. Is the ant hope, which will then that's the antivirals ameliorate a lot of the potentially a lot of the symptoms, yes. keep people from being in the hospital if they get it. That's you can't remember. You get in the hospital. I mean, I remember when my father was trying to get him out of the hospital after he broke his hip, and it was like every second, can we take him out? Can we take him out? Because we know we know that pneumonia's come. We know, and then he died of pneumonia. I mean, you got to get out of the darn hospital, and that's why we need the antivirals. Now, my dad was 92. I remember also the AIDS thing. We have a lot of people, 18, uh, 15. We wish the best of luck. They don't seem to be showing up a lot, uh, which is very different from the, you know, the regular food. But notice we're no longer talking about the regular food versus. That's just take that off the table. Right, right. It's novel, as you said. Many it's times. novel. It's novel meaning we have zero immunity right. from it. Um, I mean, Pepsi, though, today spends $3.6 billion uh, on Rockstar Energy. I thought it was a very good move. I happen to like Rockstar. You want to have it? Do you try Rockstar? It really does do it for you. Does it have a lot of caffeine in it? Does it have a lot of caffeine? I don't, I don't drink soda. Oh, my. actually, look. The caffeine is similar to uh, the triple vente cappuccino with skin that I have. Actually, I think it's a very good acquisition. I think Raymond uh, has a really good plan. That has been the area that has been a hole. It's a huge boon in the convenience store. I don't know if you guys ever go to a convenience store, Dave. You've never been anywhere. But there's just... Uh, case after case of these energy drinks. It fills a major hole for PepsiCo, which is doing quite well. Remember, snacking, uh, th- those, that business has not stopped. People do not stop. Uh, by the way, David, CBD, yeah. the hemp that you use, that's also tied in with, say, Doritos. Jesus. Did you go to college? I don't even understand what that means. 
Well, that's typical. 80 milligrams of caffeine. No, it, it is a, a great, a- I think it's a great acquisition. Ounces. I think Pepsi's doing very well. I would point out that that uh, Rocks, that, that Monster has been a great stock. I think Rockstar's been under, uh, under-invested. Mr. LaGuarta, that's Ramon. He is a man of the world. He's from Spain. He's really cool. And he's got this going. He could also play Bond, by the way, just so you know. He could. He's much cooler than Daniel Craig and taller. Well, first of all, don't take shots at uh, people who are not that tall. Secondly, Daniel Craig in Casino Royale was by far the best Bond. So, I like Daniel all right, Craig just very much. Take that, Mr. Kramer. No, no, I like Daniel Craig. I'm not even, there was nothing, I'm just saying Raymond is cooler. I mean, never mind. <laughs> Sean Connery. Um, what do we, you know, obviously we've got the market down 2.5%, that being the S&P at this right. point. Um, Why not let it come down a little, guys? Don't feel the need. I mean, some people are probably saying, listen, we're retesting. Okay, I am saying that there is no hurry to buy. That's what I'm saying, David. I understand that. Okay. I understand that. So anybody who's looking at the banks and going, yeah, I get it, but they're all so incredibly well capitalized. Yes, we may be moving into a recession. Energy is not that larger part of their portfolios. They have rock-solid balance sheets. They've they've crushed it on bonds, theoretically, right? Conceivably. Even with with very little net interest margin, if any, these guys can still do fairly well, and their book values are fall. I mean, now, I mean, I I, 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 want to buy. Okay, I'll buy some Morgan Stanley here. I will do that. It's 3.65%, but it's theoretical. 3.65%, James Gorman doing a terrific job. There, I'll go there. They, they are, you know, unlever balance sheet. They are terrific. Okay, so there. Okay. I'll go there. You will. Yeah, down 3% with a 3.6, buy your first position. You want to buy 1,000 shares of Morgan Stanley, you buy 25, you buy 250 right now. I will sanction that. But Goldman Sachs at uh, a market value of sixty-two billion, I think below book, right at this point. That book is two hundred and five. Totally scrubbed, David. Right. Okay. So two hundred and five, and the stock's one eighty. Yeah, but it was at one seventy-seven the other day. Why do you want to get it here? It's two point seven percent yield. Understood. Why not let it come in? Understood. DJ. Uh, Elon Musk did tweet yesterday. He's uh, looking for locations for his Cybertruck factory in the central USA. Well, that takes Queens out of the equation, David. I know you were hoping for Queens. And in, in terms of what? The, uh, the Cybertruck factory? Yeah. Tesla factory. Yeah, I'm always looking to try to help. Uh, AOC has already said, don't you even dare think about it's it. true. God forbid we should put people to work. I, I think high paying jobs. Can I just say that? I, okay, this is one. I think Tesla's doing quite well and is going to weather this versus, all right, let's call it. Tesla versus Ford. I know we got Ferrari versus Ford. I want Tesla versus Ford. There are some number cuts today for the for the automobiles of this the SARS. You know the the, the number of cars. They're down to 15 million. That is, you, I don't trust Ford's 9.9 percent yield. I'd rather own Tesla than Ford. I would. What about the argument that as gas prices go sub two all around the country, why switch to an EV? You're gonna it's going to be cheaper to drive a conventional vehicle. Tesla's a technology company on wheels. I don't think people are trying to save money there. I think they like the environment. It does that. I don't think they're very pro-carbon. Uh, and I do think that the, the pennies that they save per gallon is not equal nearly to the way that people that Elon Musk is just kind of re-engineered a new way of driving you know, in China, in Berlin. I'm surprised that uh, look, if you want to deal with the 70 percent of people who are going to get uh, COVID, then Angela Merkel should be down there, you know, chopping trees with everybody else and getting the bombs out of that site and start building like crazy. Tesla's good. Ford bad. Tesla good. I, Ford I, bad. I, who do I get to be? Is it my Brad Pitt? 
when the Ford versus... Um, well, that's Christian Bale Christian and Bale. Matt Damon. Matt Damon, yeah. Brad struck Pitt. me more as a, as a Bale, but that's just I'm me. Christian, Christian Bale's fabulous. <laughs> Matt Daniel Craig. Who have we not mentioned? Uh, well, there's many people left. Ben Affleck? Uh, he's got a new movie out. Does he? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, speaking of movies, the Walt Disney Company's having its uh, annual meeting uh, today. Um, I don't know that anybody's showing up, but they are having it. And do you know who's no longer the CEO of the Walt Disney Company? Uh, Bob Michael, Iger. Mike, Michael Eisner? Yeah, Bob yeah. Iger is no longer the CEO. In fact, he hasn't been now for a couple of weeks, which is Did really you see this Hollywood Reporter story yesterday asking what the rush was? And in retrospect, what does it, what could it mean? We, his you know, his Carl, timing so is impeccable. So many people have asked that question to me, certainly given, you know, I've always focused, as you know, on media reporting and all that. And it, it's right. an endless question. I don't know. Mr. Iger has obviously, I've spoken to him on the record uh, as well. And, uh, you know, he's made it clear that this was his decision, something he brought up with the board some time ago. Is it a holy um, crap moment? But though, there are it? still people who look at it and the way it just hit and the way it was done and say it, does, it did not feel like a Disney-like well, it didn't end like action. Sleeping didn't Beauty. Feel like Mr. Iger, who typically scrubs everything so closely, so carefully. Right. Um, that said, uh, you're talking about a uh, new CEO. Oh. Of course, uh, Iger remains exec chair. For He's not quite sitting some next time. to Sneezy, and he ain't dopey. What are the decisions that that CEO is going to make about the parks? Look, by the way, an area he knows very well. How Mr. about Bayback, who, whose name, frankly, I sometimes don't even remember. How, how about I know it's hard. Say again? Hard. That's a hard name. It's like the guy from McDonald's. It's very hard. Uh, the the thing, thing that I would say with the moment that they do close the parks is you buy the stock. Now, the stock did trade down to 102. Be careful. It's too early to buy uh, because if they do close the parks, I think you get that big final give up, and then you must buy it. You think that day is coming, I'm guessing? It just makes too much sense to That's not what Dan Niles it. said on our air yesterday yeah, and Bernstein. Like that. I mean, I, I, look, it's, again, it's not alarmist. I think it's just prudent. They're, we're going to get it back open. We're going to beat this. But for the moment, they're going to be people say, holy cow, they closed the parks. They're going to sell it, and then you buy. I mean, there are buy moments. I, and we're going to beat it. I'm going to keep it. We're going to beat it. Of course we are. There's no doubt right. about that. Well, then that's when you buy Disney. I'm just trying to get you levels. The duration of how long it takes us to get through it. Right, and but how I, bad it is. If you have a good balance, if you have a good balance sheet at home and you've been waiting, or if you have some cash, or you want to get out of some stocks that are, say, oil related, even though you have to take a loss, get ready to buy Disney. Now, I do feel. Look, obviously, I would feel better if, if Bob were still at the helm. Well, he is exec chair, but he's well. Not, that's good. He's not running the company day to day. Doesn't it, have to get it, another earnings conference call. This is not like the Philadelphia Disney annual meeting, right? One with Sidney Gold. One them. Remember where they. Heiser, the, oh, the insurrection in Philadelphia. Thank you. No, I was not remembering. No, it is not that at all. Just say, the, after it's the Declaration of Independence, but that was the only thing that happened. This is monumental the first annual city. meeting that that will obviously have Disney with a new CEO. When it has, I mean, this has been 16 years, right? right. Like right. But you know, Disney. I, look, you, you like the casinos. Let's take the casinos. Like, I don't want to go to a casino right now. But MGM just cutting buffets yeah, in Vegas. That That's yeah, why. What, you, are, what, are, what are we hearing out of Vegas? I mean, I would assume the traffic is down. So I know it's staying there. We're not hearing anything. Hilton pulled guidance yet last night. I think Las Vegas Sands. Which I really like. It's a great company. I would not own the stock. Win. Well, Macau I would not own the stock. Shut down for a while there too. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, there'll come a moment, but just don't be aggressive. There's no hurry. To, I mean, you look at these stocks down. You say, "Oh, I got to move." And I'm saying, go back to where they've been, and they were a lot better then where they've been than they are now. No panic. Just wait. 
patient, you're going to get it. Yep. But when you see, say, Major League Baseball make an announcement, NCAA, people will say each time there'll be new people who say, holy cow, that thing's for real. I always ask people, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Yeah, while I'm carrying this instead of a cup of coffee, uh, this, by, do not drink this, David. This thing's saying this 150 proof. Um, but you know, thank people, you for the heads up. Well, I don't want, I don't want you to. You can drink Rockstar. That's okay. I'm allowing that. Okay. Uh, but I do think that what happens is when you find more and more awareness, people just say, "I don't want to own a stock other than a gold stock." Or, so I'm, I'm just canceling. There come a moment. I mean, this morning uh, Goldman upgraded. Or has had a good number. The Eli Lilly, the uh, buy the strong buy. Eli Lilly is a great company. But you don't have to go buy it when it's only down a little. You might get a great opportunity by David, David Ricks's company. There's some great opportunities coming. So all I'm saying is, look, if you ha- feel like you have to buy something, buy something that can be from a grocery store. Even the co-op fees in Italy are open. You've been to co-op fee, and they're stocked. Co-op fee is a state-run. If you, don't t- if you touch the fruit without a glove there, that was pre, pre-coronavirus. You can't tell t- touch fruit without a glove. And that's why I always carry gloves when I'm in, in <laughs> Italy or some gloves for you. Jim, um, we've been talking for a couple of weeks about Nike's resilience. Today, that's uh, ending. Is that because of the Adidas uh, guidance? Yeah. You know, there's another one. I mean, come on, guys. The market in China's weak. The market in Europe's weak. The market in the United States is weak. you got a new CEO. Take your time. It could be a really great stock. It's just, you know, think about where it's been. All I'm saying is you've got to remember, this is now the end of the bull market, a la David Costin, whom I like very, very much. I don't like the fairy tale ending he's using. But you, know, you, you get a stock, you like, stock like Nike, and you take a look at where it's been, and you say, you know what, I am going to absolutely wait to where it was when Jay Powell said we need so three more rate hikes. 68 bucks. There you go. That would be 83 good. now. That would be good. Yeah. Now, people might say that's a disaster. No, that would be a great price. All I'm saying is go for the great price. Notice I'm being, I'm not trying to be glib, but I'm not panicking. I'm just recommending that there's some incredible bargains coming. And those are bargains. Those are not BO. I'm not talking about BO, David. Um, guys, you, are you you're too young to even know what that reference is to? I didn't hear it. What, Bo, what, oh, you busy? What are you doing? I do texting? know what that reference. What are you texting the no, kid? I was looking up my notes from earlier because I did want to mention quickly that ongoing situation that you hate so Xerox and H. Oh yeah, that's the that's the Armageddon deal. We'll look they, back. Uh, that's the burning bed Jim, deal. They did have a meeting yesterday uh-huh, involving okay. the CEOs, I think as well, potentially some directors. Not getting right. a lot out of it, but remember they told us they would meet, and they in fact did. That is the leadership of uh, HP and Xerox. Very much unclear what came out of it. Expectation from what I'm hearing is at least there's some back and forth that, uh, well, that will require at least some sort of a response from HP to Xerox, hoping to get more for people uh, beyond that. I, don't want I know you look askance. Well, I just think deal. you don't. The yeah, it's the, oxi- it's the accidental up. deal of there tech. There is still a belief that if they ever were to finally get down to it, and quickly so, HP would end up still buying Xerox. Well, HP is too smart unless you think that their hand's going to be forced. But it continues. Uh, and look, there is some deal-making still, things that were in process. Well, Whether you're going to see new things initiated, I think, is a much larger question right. uh, when it comes to M&A. It's I just think there's cool. so many great tech companies that you actually can buy. I'm not kidding. I mean, look, if you want to own, buy some Microsoft here, I'm fine with it, okay? I'm fine with it. That makes sense. Uh, uh, Pelosi's office says she and Mnuchin have spoken this morning, so oh, we'll be uh, alert for headlines out of D.C. Let's get to Bob Hassan. By the way, that's very positive. That's what we yeah. want to see. Yeah.
Let's get to Bob Bassani. Morning, Bob. Morning, guys. Uh, so another 2 to 3% down day, and it's a takedown of all the sectors, essentially, in that group here. Just let me put up the S&P futures, and I'll show you. Of course, earlier, uh, the close yesterday, we moved up dramatically on hopes that we'd get some kind of clarity on a fiscal stimulus package. That's not so clear anymore, and that's why we moved down the pre-open and why we're down today. If you take a look at what moves the markets here, obviously, we had uh, what was going on Monday with the oil moves here, the coronavirus headlines. But again, I think the most important thing is the perceptions of fiscal stimulus. What's the content? What's the size? What's the timing? When it gets clearer, market tends to stabilize and move up. When it's more murky, as it was overnight, the market tends to move to the downside. Look at the sectors here. And while you might say, well, all right, oil stocks are down a little bit more. Essentially, again, you see this global takedown. I keep talking about it. Two to three percent of the whole market is down. Even uh, healthcare stocks are down uh, within a, a percent or so of where everything else is trading. So this is just, again, continuing takedowns of the multiples. If you look at energy stocks, still no bottom here. Occidental, of course, cut uh, their dividend yesterday. You see these uh, dramatic declines here. Uh, bank stocks, <laughs> they're getting really cheap here. Some of these stocks meet uh, regions probably seven, eight times forward earnings. Uh, some of these are also PNCs, probably nine times forward earnings. Again, people don't believe the earnings. That's the problem. These multiples, book value doesn't necessarily mean a, an awful lot when you're not sure of uh, what the business is going to be like in the next couple of months. Hilton lowered, uh, uh, essentially removed guidance. Uh, this is joining the growing list of companies here that have essentially withdrawn their guidance uh, that's up there. There's Hilton recently, but you see this growing list that we've got. So these typical metrics we use to try to figure out where is the market bottom don't really work here, like dramatically oversold uh, internal indicators, 90% downside days. So a lot of people will look at what's the maximum drawdown we see in an extreme situation, a recession, for example. So the S&P will typically drop about 13% from its high to low in, in any given year. Right now, we're down 17%. So already the drawdown from high to low is, is a little higher than normal. Recession numbers, it's, it's typical for the S&P to drop around 30% in recession. Now, in the Great Recession 10 years ago, it dropped 50%. That is a real historic outlier. We're not going there yet, but there's a typical range. If you're trying to figure out, gee, what could we expect? Well, there's another 10% if you get down towards uh, recession territory. Nobody's saying we're there yet, but th this is what you want to think about in terms of uh, a model. A lot of people are very happy with the fact that technology, which is sort of the emotional heart of the market, with the S&P, you know, down 16% or so, uh, technology has held up very well. It's not getting cut bigger than everything else. It's really energy and banks that are, that are being cut. Of course, a lot of people could say that may be the next shoe to drop if we have continuing legs down. But right now, technology comparatively is holding up pretty well. If you take a look here at the, uh, uh, the volumes here, boy, are people busy. Uh, down here, New York, uh, New York Stock Exchange has been huge. This is the uh, cash equities for the whole stock market, uh, everything, NYSE, NASDAQ, everything. 14 billion shares we are averaging per day. The average last year was 7 billion. We're doing twice the normal volume in cash equities uh, uh, on the overall exchanges. And the futures exchanges, CME is having one of the greatest months in its entire history. We, we look at uh, futures contracts here. It should be contracts. Uh, 41.4 million and 19.2. You see, again, twice as many. These are contracts, again, that we're dealing with, not shares here, as there normally is. So at least, is there any good news here? At least somebody is making money off of this sad state of affairs. Everybody down here, very, very busy. Carl, back to you. Uh, see you in a bit, uh, Bob Pisani. Let's get to the bond pits as well. Rick Santelli is at the CME in Chicago. Morning, Rick. Good morning, Carl. You know, what a case study in central banks, monetary fiscal policy, because if you look towards Mr. Carney and what the 
Bank of England did today and what many surmise the ECB will do tomorrow. Their rates have gotten a little bit firmer. I don't want to put the cart ahead of the horse. But look at what's going on in a three-day of U.S. All right, on Monday, of course, we had the low close for 10s. That was, what, 48? And the, the low intraday lows, 31. We did cover the gap we had. That's a good thing. So there's the week to date in 10s. A slight upward bias, to be sure. If you look at a three-day chart of Boone's for the week, uh, minus 91 was their intraday low on Monday. Minus 86 is their low close forever. But you can see we've drifted up a bit, just a bit. We're up about three basis points from minus 79, close it, minus 76. And if you look at a three-day chart of gilt, you can see the same dynamic going on. You know, I was going to show the pound, but the pound had some volatility, but it certainly didn't do anything within its recent range to draw any scrutiny. Uh, much, of course, was built in, but the coordination of fiscal and monetary, many are tipping their hat to. We'll have to see in the big picture. Remember, all gifts are good gifts. We just don't know what gifts are really the gifts we need right now, uh, at least in many's opinion. And if you look at a three-day dollar index, 94.65 was the intraday low. So we have come up a bit. 94.89 is the lowest weekly close. And that, of course, goes back to September of 2018, as you see on the last chart. I will say it again. Nobody knows when your gun's hot in new territory you've never traded before. Uh, it's very hard to get a GPS. But we are starting to make a base. In the big picture for 10-year note yields, as crazy as this sounds, 150 is the area above us we have to test if there's any chance for rates to be firming. Don't expect it anytime soon, though. Uh, David, Jim, Carl, back to you. All right, Rick. Uh, see you soon. Uh, Rick Santelli. As the virus news roils the markets, Wall Street executives are headed to the White House in just a few hours. Our Wilfred Frost is already in Washington with a look at what to expect on a big day. Hey, Wilfred. Hey, good morning, Carl. As you said, top executives from most of the nation's biggest financial companies will attend a meeting at the White House hosted by the president 3 p.m. Eastern time today. The vice president and treasury secretary will also be present. In attendance uh, will be the CEOs of Bank of America, Citi, Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, U.S. Bancorp, Blackstone and Truist. Uh, for J.P. Morgan, we'll see President and COO Gordon Smith in place of the recovering Jamie Dimon. I understand James Gorman of Morgan Stanley decided not to attend. The focus uh, will be lending to small and medium-sized companies, on which front the most obvious action would be for the government to ask regulators to reduce the amount of capital banks have to hold against those types of loans in return for the banks agreeing to extend loans to clients feeling pressure from the virus. There'll also be a focus on liquidity and the proper functioning of markets. A few possibilities here. First, they could relax the terms around holding cash at the Federal Reserve for resolution planning, the so-called living wills, which some say has contributed to the repo market stress of the last six months. Number two, they could accelerate proposed changes to the Volcker Rule. Or three, they could make issuing and trading credit default swaps more simple, the volumes of which are down some 80% since the peak. But we are not expecting anywhere near the level of widespread action seen by the government in Italy, where all interest payments have been suspended. That said, it is very rare that we see this caliber of financial CEO in one place at the same time, and the ability for them to calm wider market fears, including about their own share prices, is significant. I'm sure they'll want to make clear this is not 2008, even if today's meeting has that kind of feel about it. Guys? 
Uh, Wilf, we're going to be talking to you all day, our Wilfred Frost uh, in D.C. Uh, let's get to our Elon Mui, who I understand spoke with the Treasury Secretary a few moments ago. Elon? Nope, not yet. Okay. Back to uh, this. This is the, the number yeah, one priority for us, and we expect to pass bipartisan legislation very quickly. I've uh, been in conversations with the President, with the Speaker, with Mitch McConnell, and others uh, round the clock. That's the President's number one priority. The President is also very much focused, as you know, on a larger stimulus package. Uh, he's looking at the payroll tax cut. We'll look at other alternatives as well. But the President is very committed. This is going to be an issue, as I've said before. This is not a multi-year issue. This is an issue that certain industries are going to be significantly impacted, and the president is very committed to make sure we have the economic response appropriately for this economy. And this is something we're going to do quickly, and we're going to respond to. Uh, I'll be meeting with the uh, cruise line executives later today. We'll be getting more feedback on that. I'll be meeting with the president, with the bank CEOs. The president is very focused on what banks can do for businesses. So the president and his economic team are full-time working on this, and Americans should have every confidence in the president is going to respond accordingly. What's your latest thinking on delaying tax day? Thank you. All right, so we'll see what happens uh, regarding his yeah. conversations with the speaker. My understanding uh, is Secretary Mnuchin really is pushing for all these things that would make it so small and medium-sized businesses uh, can stay in business and that people who are sick will also be able to stay home and get uh, recompense. And I just think that where I look at the faith is, is that what they're going to do with small, medium-sized which is the base of the economy. Walmart did tell its employees, its hourly workers, million and a half workers, that they will be paid up to two weeks if they are asked to quarantine by either the government or the retailer itself. I, these are hopeful things that the government's doing. I don't want to be cynical about it. Hate them or like them. President Trump's guy, Mnuchin, is trying to get the money to the people who need it most, which is the people you have to lay off because you don't have the cash flow to pay them. Uh, Let's do stop trading, Jim. Okay, there's a stock Dow Chemical. Now, this is very much uh, this is very much what's going on in corporate America right now. Uh, Jim Fitterling, who is an amazing CEO, he's done some great things at Dow. He's also, of course, trying to solve the plastic problem for ESG. He's got 2.7 billion in cash flow to cover 2.1 billion in dividend. That's what the base case that they did. Uh, he says they're ready. This is as of the other day. And the yield's 9.5%. So people are going to say, hey, you know what? 9.5%, this is not Occidental. I don't know. I think his base case may be too bullish, but he has a base case. He's thought all about this. And if you, re- if you believe and are more optimistic than I am, then there is a 95 But you have to be more optimistic than I am. I love being optimistic, but I've not been since the Super Bowl, and I'm yep. still not. I, I, that, that interview with uh, Tepper, Tepper changed And I talked view. to Tepper this weekend, and we both were crying in our proverbials um, because I don't drink beers too fatty, dude. Uh, and I, what happens to me is, is I just say, yeah, I know. I mean, let, let it come down. Jim, I hate what, doing this, Carl. I, it's a tough, it is a tough down. story for everybody, Jim. No one's happy about it. What's on Mad tonight? Okay, we have a, a company. I've been trying to highlight companies that are doing really well in the bad times. And we've got Bill Stone from SSNC. They're doing terrifically. I had, uh, remember, I've had Teladoc on. They've been amazing. Uh, Dexcom. You know, diabetes is not stopping here, unfortunately. So I've been trying to feature every day a company that does well, regardless. And that's my goal because I want people to be uh, taking opportunity, particularly the people I hope that uh, from Robinhood are back. I don't know. Uh, Jim, we'll see you at 6. Mad Money, of course, uh, tonight on CNBC.
Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. 